0: Welcome to Disco Coolia Headlines Weekly, a podcast where we share news, information, resources, tips and tricks about Disco Coolia. You can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes and then search for Disco Coolia Headlines. You can also find us on the web at Discoculiaheadlines.com and then click on the podcast page. Great free resources, can toddlers do math? wonderful animation, there's no difference in grey matter and there's a better way. This is our podcast for week 9 in 2019, and with us is Dr. Schroeder, the founder of Disco Curia Services. Welcome, Dr. Schroeder.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me.
0: Absolutely. We always appreciate you coming in here and helping us out with the links from our website, Disco Curia Headlines. And we have our full uh, complement of uh, links this week. And the first one says, great free resources. Now, okay, there's nothing free uh, other than the sun that comes up, so what's the trick here?
1: Well, well, I don't see any trick. Uh, it's really free. The link goes to the Math Visuals blog. And they have actually wonderful visuals for various things uh, related to math. And the website provides the categories at the top, uh, like uh, addition, multiplication, fractions. To make it easier for you to search what you need. And they all work in Google Slides. So you should also to uh, to be able to work with that. Mm-hmm. And you can use that on, on a, a regular PC, on a smartphone and, and a Chromebook. And I, I really like it. So I can only say to our listeners, check it out.
0: So there is really free resources out there. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. It, it repairs my faith in humanity. <laughs>
1: well, we have a lot of free resources on my website. And so. that is
0: true, too. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So our next link is uh, about
1: toddlers. Can toddlers
0: do math? Yes, Interesting question.
1: surprisingly, yeah. they can. And actually, in my workshop, I share a video from the University of Chicago that shows a child of only six months six who months. can uh, see differences in small numbers, uh, one, two and three. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually they later um, find out that um, those infants who reacted more antagonistically on uh, differences in those small numbers were actually doing better in math later on. So uh, really interesting. Uh, now, uh, to come back to your uh, question, indeed they can, and this link goes to a Q&A session, and it's on the Parents Science Gang blog. It's from the UK, okay, and they have an interview with Dr. Vic Sims, and uh, that is a uh, developmental psychologist, and she works mm-hmm. at the uh, Ulster University in, in Northern, Northern Ireland, obviously. And she's really interested in how children's thinking changes over time, and, and especially in relation to math, and um, one of the things that comes up here is again that the early skills in counting, ordering, and sorting, and well, she is talking about toddlers a little bit later, is really predictive of their later achievement in, in math. And um, then she also mentioned that parents with math anxiety themselves uh, really risk to pass that on to their, uh, to their children. children. So okay. they, she warns for that. And uh, what I would say is also visit her um, Facebook Kids Lab at Ulster University as a research page. Okay. And um, you need to, um, to log on to it to right. subscribe. And then you get, uh, get some information of what they're doing right now. Okay. Very interesting.
0: The noise that the listeners are hearing is our studio dog, Susie, who comes now and pays us a visit and wants to interfere with the broadcast. Uh, Susie, go chill, go chill, my dear, go chill. So our next link says wonderful animation. And uh, there is a video, there's no sound with the video. So let's uh, try to uh, make it clear to the uh, listeners what's happening here.
1: Well, um, just like the math visuals, this is also a professional animation of uh, things. And we try usually to explain it on manual 10 frames. So here you actually see uh, you see t- uh, two 10 frames being filled up with a few uh, dots of different colors. And then the kit is um, shown how you can add them together by taking a few dots from one 10 frame and filling up the other one. It's made by uh, Berkeley Everett and they actually have a large number of similar uh, animations on their Vimeo account and it's all freely available also for for teachers to use. You can use it directly in your classroom. Uh, Berkeley Everett is a math consultant at and he's a math visuals designer and it's very good to integrate these uh, animations into your lessons and then if I talk for uh, for tutoring, uh, have the students do it themselves, hands on, while they actually tell you um, what they're doing. Like uh, if I add six to eight, I can take two of my frame with six dots and I can push them over to right. the eight because I know that eight and Two more makes 10, that's a full 10 frame. And then I have the four left over. So my answer must be 14. So um, I feel that these are fantastic visuals. But for our students who have dyscalculia and. uh, It's preferable
0: to do it hands on, touch the materials.
1: Looking at this video is obviously alerting them that you have to um, push um, dots from one 10 frame to the other. But doing it themselves, that gives the best uh, impression and it's the most learning.
0: Good, 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 good. We're talking with Dr. Schroeder, the founder of com, and we're looking at the links on the website com. So our uh, our next link says there is no difference in gray matter. So, what are we talking about here? here? Uh, is it new research?
1: It's new research very recently uh, published in uh, Neurosexuologia. And um, David Moreau, Christina Wiebels, Anna Wilson and Karen Waldie are the authors here. And I do apologize if I pronounce the names <laughs> incorrectly here. Right. And they did some detailed uh, research with adults who have dyslexia, dyscochlear, both. And they looked at differences in size or surface of gray matter. Now, let me um, remind our listeners that the gray matter in the brain, that is where you have the uh, large concentrations of uh, the cell bodies of the neurons. Mm -hmm. Well, you also have white matter, what is like the highway in between the centers, the the long connections where the uh, little... Uh, electrical current is kind of uh, used to bring information from one part of the brain uh, to, another. to
0: another,
1: or not, or, not. or yeah. not,
0: as the case may be.
1: And uh, the conclusion here is that about the gray matter, uh, they could know could find no difference. And this actually reminds me of an article in two thousand eighteen. Well, mostly the same people as this group were also working together. And they couldn't find any evidence for a um, significant white matter uh, uh, correlation of dyslexia and dyscalculia. Okay. Now, we do need to beware here because we talk about the morphology, how it looks. Right. But that is not the same as how it works. How it functions. At functions. Yeah. And if you just look at, because if um, you look at
0: the MRIs you would still see sparks in you different see the spots.
1: Functional MRI right. you see different uh, right. uh, different right. activities. But there's like no
0: physiological difference between the actual gray matter with somebody who has dyslexia or dyscalculia
1: as far as we can, as far as see, we can it see it now, it now but now, this right. is this has been uh, replicated a few times, oh, okay. so it starts to be um, okay. uh, very credible. But just um, to remind the listeners about the difference between uh, morphology and uh, function, um, probably they uh, remember, we also mentioned one of our one of the articles of Bert de Smet and his group in Leuven, Louvain in Belgium, where they found similar but abnormal brain patterns for dyslexia, dyscoculia, and kids who had dyslexia and dyscoculia. And surprisingly, it's kind of in the same direction as what this article said, was that the differences in abnormal brain function between the dyslexia, dyscoculia and the group that had both uh, learning disabilities was, was really small.
0: Interesting.
1: So the whole group, all three groups of kids with dyslexia, with dyscalculia, and dyslexia and dyscalculia have a different pattern, uh, activation pattern of a functional MRI compared to um, typically developing children. Right. But there were not that many differences between the three groups with uh, okay. a learning difference okay. yeah very okay. interesting so all the
0: learning disabilities looked like each other yes yes interesting interesting
1: although they surface obviously right. in in different in, in symptoms different.
0: Right. that's interesting research there's so much from the brain that we still don't know <laughs> there's, uh, mm-hmm. there's so much research still uh, to be done yeah Well, that brings us to our last link of the week and uh, it says here there is a better way. Uh, What way are we talking about here?
1: Well this is a recent article uh, from Jo Bowler uh, where she points out that um, indeed you can um, approach the whole math education in a different way and uh, uh, it's an article published in Time magazine. And she also uh, has um, a lot of evidence for all the things she's passionate about. Um, She she points out that currently we we very often teach math in a very procedural, narrow way. Mm -hmm. So the teacher shows a certain calculation of formula.
0: Here's the algorithm. Here's the algorithm. The students
1: follow that almost mindlessly. Mm and try to memorize the procedure. And this actually shies away uh, the more creative thinkers in math. And that's one of the issues. There's more issues with this, obviously. So then she goes on and talking about the growth mindset and the fact that there are not really math people and non-math people. And in general, how um, students grow through productive struggle. Not automatically say, oh, you made a mistake. Now your brain is growing. Well, it depends (laughs) on what what you you do do with it. it, If sometimes you need a little bit of help, but you definitely need to work yourself through something that um, wasn't quite right at the first time. That is where your brain is really making the new connections. And it is remarkable that not more math teachers and counselors have taken these lessons and books by Joe Bowler to heart. So our work is also not done here and we will continue to um, ask attention for this and all ourselves also build these concepts into our work uh, every day.
0: Well, that's a great uh, conclusion of this week's uh, podcast. Um, we have been talking to Dr. Söder. She is the founder of DiscoKuliaServices.com. You can find her everywhere on the interwebs on her own website. uh, services.com, but also on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram and Flipboard. And Dr. Schroeder has launched a mission to increase the number of Discoculia tutors in the country. And for that, she has an online course and all the information about that is at DiscoculiaTutor.org.